Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe there if you would. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, or more importantly, Ole Miss every day. And we're going to continue our countdown to camp that is supposed to start the middle of this week. We're here with Brad Logan from 24-7 Sports. Is that Inside the Rebels? Is that the name of the site, Brad? Yeah. Um, it's inside mm-hmm. the Rebels, and we're going to talk a little bit about fall camp that's coming up. How you doing, Brad? Hanging in there, and everybody's kind of uh, – we've got ACC Media Day behind us, and everybody's excited about fall camp. And what's interesting, we talked about it in pre-show, recruiting just nonstop. Mm-hmm. Whether it be the portal or high school, it's really interesting to see uh, the world of recruiting that you and I grew up on is just not that way anymore. Yeah, I was telling people that basically they were saying, hey, we need to recruit more high schoolers. And that's that's just not the way that Lane Kiffin views this. He draws a red line on a sheet of paper. And if you are above that red line, he will recruit you, whether you're JUCO, transfer portal, recruiting. Heck, even in Canada, we've seen over the last couple of years. And if you're below that line, he just won't. But it's all about talent accumulation. There's no doubt. And to be able to see what Ole Miss – has done in the portal. And I think a lot of programs have caught up to what Lane Kiffin is doing. I think Ole Miss has still stayed at the forefront of the transfer portal. We've seen a couple of additions here lately. But one thing, you know, and we'll get into it, I'm sure, but, you know, Mississippi recruiting, recruiting across the South. Zach Arnett, the new head coach at Mississippi State. We've seen some head-to-head battles on a couple of players. Mississippi State's won some. Ole Miss has won some others. But once again, we're at the end of July, the beginning of August. We've got well into a couple of months before signing day. So those are battles that are going to end of the wire for sure. Yeah, and we're and as this video airs, we're about 36 hours or so away from the beginning of fall camp. And what, what do you think the major stories are going to be in this fall camp? I think the major stories are what your listeners and, and viewers already know, and that's that the quarterback position is going to be pretty much locked down by Jackson Dart. Now, there are going to be some some comments. In fact, uh, on threes, Chuck Roundsville posted a story with an interview with Spencer Sanders saying that he was 100% committed to staying at Ole Miss. He's not interested in transferring or going anywhere else. So, if that's the case, then you've got a Spencer Ch- uh, Sanders duel along with Jackson Dart. I, I think you, along with everyone else, believes that it's going to be Jackson Dart's job going forward without question. Um, so, what does that mean? Well, I think that means it could be interesting to see what type of package that Ole Miss could put together for Walker Howard, for example, out of LSU. I think he's probably going to be one of the most remembered offensive players, and that's a very high bar because you start talking about Chad Kelly, uh, you start talking about so many other quarterbacks that have come before, um, you know, Jackson Dart and those players. So then I just think it's I think Walker Howard is going to be a name that, that Ole Miss fans remember for quite a while. So I think that's the number one story is the quarterback, just because that's what bleeds headlines. That's what people like to talk about. There's not a lot to say about the running back room. Uh, I do think I'm interested to see more than anything about Kedrick Riscano, the talented rush, uh, running back out of Florida. Is he going to be the number two? Uh, I think there's a chance he could possibly be number two. Uh, I understand Ulysses Bentley's coming back, and we understand he's he's fully healthy, but I think – Riscano, from everything that we've heard, may be better uh, than, you know, the remainder of the running back room. So it could be an opportunity where he could run number two behind Bentley. But obviously, Quinshawn Judkins running number one. So I think those are two big stories. Number three, I mean, 
the wide receiving room. I mean, Ole Miss, I don't think uh, you would disagree that the wide receivers last year were a disappointment. I mean, it, it was a situation with the exception of Jonathan Mingo. You had uh, walk-ons like Dayton Wade stepping up, and you know, you've got a transfer out of Missouri and Jalen Knox. He had a really good spring, but we'll see if that transitions to the fall. There's some freshmen coming in. Aiden Williams is going to take the, the uh, notorious number one uh, jersey number. So that's your big shoes to fill. A lot of unanswered questions at wide receiver, but I think those are three key components I'm looking forward to. I know those are all offense, but that, those, are, those are positions I like to follow. Yeah, the defensive side of the ball, it's absolutely crazy, Brad. We'll just talk about that for a second. If you look at the defensive line through the transfer portal, Ole Miss took a three-player starting unit that kind of had experience, and they just built a two-deep of people that played FBS football. Yeah. Linebackers, they did the same thing. The secondary, the cornerbacks are like three-deep people that have played a ton of FBS football. So I don't know exactly what we're going to get from this defense, but you get the feeling that Pete Golding's going to be able to mix and match to find the combination that works. Yeah, and it feels like that Pete Golding is coming. He's trying to get his style of defense and his style of player. And we've seen him do that through not only traditional recruiting, but also through the transfer portal as well. We've just seen just recently there have been a couple of, uh, of commits that have come through, uh, you know, diving kind of in and recruiting a little bit. There are some commitments we think are coming through the JUCO level. Uh, we'll allow those players a chance to to commit on their own terms. But they're, they're the type players to where, you know, Pete Golding and his staff, have really honed in on a specific type of player. But I want to, you know, comment on one thing you said a little bit ago, and I've had a lot of conversations with people. I think this could be, and I'm not being hyperbolic here, I think this could be the deepest Ole Miss defensive line in, gosh, what, Steve, 20 years? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I remember Ole Miss having a rotational defensive line this significant uh, over the last 20 or so years. So, I think there's power in numbers. Uh, there, there are not a ton of players on this defense, honestly, that are going to jump off the page, specifically at, at linebacker. But I do think having the numbers there and, uh, you know, being just good enough to give your offense a chance. And I, I know that, that that screams Hugh Freeze and it screams going back to 2015. But I do think we're going to parallel those years a lot more than people realize that it's going to be offensive heavy because I think they're going to be some of these – a lot of these wide receivers are going to be fleshed out through fall camp. We're going to see who can step up and who's not going to. And, you know, we saw Quinshawn Jenkins take a big step forward during fall camp. We're kind of scratching our heads. Is this dude as good as we think or is the defense as bad? And obviously he was as good as everybody thought. So uh, I think, you know, fleshing some of those wide receivers out. Offensive line, I think the depth is good. I mean, they would probably like to have a little bit more depth at tackle. But I think guard and center are really good depth-wise. I think the front five are going to be really good. You know, we haven't talked about Caden Priest going and Michael Trigg Jr. in the tight end room. That's solid. So I think offensively, Ole Miss is going to be okay. Defensively, there are some questions. But I do think that if we look back into the 2015, 14, 15, 16-ish years, Ole Miss was really good on offense. They were mediocre to poor on defense. And those are years that we remember looking back to that 15 Sugar Bowl run and uh, I do think those uh, those years will run parallel to this year. You know, one thing that I think that um, Pete Golding and Lane Kiffin wants this year, I'm not saying the defense is going to be bad. That's not what I'm saying at all. Don't hear that. But 
I do think this defense, their main goal will be to create possessions for the offense, whether through a sack, through an interception, being really good in the red zone. And I think that is going to be the path to victory in year one of Pete Golding. Yeah, that's a good point. I think baby steps, honestly, if you can create possessions to where you can, for the lack of a better word, keep, uh, you know, not not let um, – for let's, let's rewind a moment. If the offense cannot do a ton of three and outs and put the defenses in areas of concern, specifically on the other side of the field, and, and the Ole Miss defenses are not set up to fail, if they can be set up to win, and, and obviously you know where I'm transitioning here, that means Lane Kiffin will be punting more. I do think that Ole Miss will, and this is a bit of an educated opinion, but I do think Ole Miss will be punting, quote, unquote, more than they have in the past. And a lot of that is because I think uh, analytics are one thing, but I think sometimes Lane went against the analytics and went for it and when he should have, have punted the football. So there are certain situations last year that I could talk about, specifically glaring in the bowl game where Ole Miss made the decisions to go for it early and put themselves in a terrible position and got behind early. So I do think, number one, if they can put the defenses in position to succeed, I think that that's key. But Ole Miss, too, is going to have to avoid the three and outs. And, uh, you know, we, we saw them kind of struggle in the latter part of the year. A lot of that was because of the schedule. But uh, putting positions, uh, putting those defenses in bad positions, staying out of that, I just can't get away from the fact that that Ole Miss at the linebacker position is, you know, with with the transfers out and with the players coming in, there's so many unknowns. I mean, there's some unknowns with other positions. Um, I think you could probably say maybe even corner and free, but I think more than anything, the linebacking position is one that. I guess it's a bit of a PTSD after looking back in 12, 13, and 14, how bad the linebackers were. I'm curious to see just how those linebackers are going to be this year for Ole Miss. You know, um, speaking about that, um, Monty Montgomery, If I think he's going to be very much a Bird Bryant-type linebacker for Ole Miss, that undersized guy that just athletically makes plays all over the place. The question becomes whether or not Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste can be that thumper, yeah. because I do think Ole Miss needs that thumper linebacker. And it's the player that Ole Miss recruited T.J. Dutley to be. Uh, but also, I want to see Suntarian Perkins. I want to see what he looks like on the field, because I guarantee you that kid has never stepped on the field. And I'm talking even about the Under Armour All-American game when he wasn't the best player on it. I mean, you, you know, you saw the videos of all these all-star games he was playing on. He, he was better than everybody on the field. And so uh, th that's a player that, that, that everybody's going to be looking at in fall camp along with Aiden Williams, a talented wide receiver. So those are the, the two players, the, the Mississippi products, uh, you know, Raleigh High School, Suntreen uh, Perkins, and then if you got uh, Ridsland High School, which is Aiden Williams. So, yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about linebacker. I understand Monty Montgomery. But not everybody's going to be a Brian Robinson. And so um, the question is, is are there going to be players that step up? Or it could be a situation where we see Ole Miss, you know, back off and only have two linebackers and then lean more heavily on that defensive front. It could be uh, walking up some safeties, uh, doing, doing some things with a free safety. You know, Golding has been around the block a time or two. And, you know, even, even during the SEC media days, availability for Nick Saban, he – he talked very complimentary about um, Pete Golding, about how well he recruited in Alabama, about how well he, he managed his team. So regardless of how he exited Alabama, I think he's going to be a definite positive for Ole Miss. And we're already seeing that in the recruiting uh, 
whether it be the portal or the high school range. But we've also seen it during the spring game. We've seen some players really step up. But obviously, we want to see, you know, what will we want to see what's going to happen when Mercer rolls to town and, and the season kicks off. Yeah. Uh, just to keep that in mind. Okay. The game's about to kick off versus Mercer. Just in your head. Let's go there hypothetically. The game's about to kick off. What's the one thing that you want to see? Linebacker play. And I, I just, I want to see if it's Monty Montgomery, if it's Gene Baptiste, whoever it is, if it's Sistrunk, I want I want to watch the first possession to see where the linebackers are. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to be gravitating toward offense and, and to seeing if Aiden Williams is on the field. But I think you can lump into that, Stephen, uh, Sunterine Perkins, to see if he plays. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking at linebacker play, and I'm looking to see if Sunterine Perkins is on the field game one. The main question that I have and the one that I'm focusing on, and, and if you've listened to the show at all, I've been talking about this for six months, but um, the free safety play. I want to see John Saunders or whoever is lining up back there to be center fielder because I do think the biggest piece that Ole Miss has to replace off of last year's team is A.J. Fenley. Yeah, I mean, he he was a playmaker. I mean, he he was a guy that you kind of called upon when you need somebody to make a play. And, uh, you know, make no mistake, I mean, there were some players that transferred out that, that we could sit here and spin and say that they had issues here or struggled here. But, uh, you know, Ole Miss uh, lost two defenders to the portal. And, uh, you know, they obviously went and got some players from the portal. But, uh, you know, we'll just have to see. Uh, Igbenosin is one of those that comes to mind where, you know, he played a lot and uh, he's going to be missed for sure. And the question is, is who comes in and takes up his slack? And Ole Miss really needs somebody to do that. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Thank you, Brad, so much for stopping by today. And, and what is it, 36 hours until the first football camp happens? We get to talk to Charlie Wise, Pete Golding. All of that happens this week. I'm excited about it, man. Yeah, and then uh, one thing we talked off air, we didn't talk on air, the Manning Center. Um, you know, everything that we've seen, the drone uh, fly through that uh, that the Ole Miss social media team did, and it, it was really cool. And, you know, that's just one of those things you have to you have to continue to evolve with facilities, and Ole Miss has absolutely done that. Hats off to the fan base and the NIL initiative. Uh, they have definitely stepped up the plague. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, Brad. We need to do this again as um, camp gets going and we get closer to the season, man. Look forward to it. All right. Take care.